What's up, everybody? Welcome to Content Cube episode 36, my favorite number. It is the level that most starter Pokemon reach their final stage. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosier. I'm Zach Hohenstein. And special guest again. Me, Madison. Yes, uh, she's here. T- took a break week. Uh, but she's finally here to discuss The Exorcist, which we will get to after we talk about our weeks. I didn't do anything. I could t- I could talk more about the Harry Potter class and how you. I want to hear about it. You have two okay <laughs> Harry Potter class deep Brian Woods lore. Um, I just don't. I don't want. I mean, it's I, I I'm not trying to do this in like mean spirited ways, but like it asked me like it, for like the opening like oh what tell us about yourself it's like what what house are you. Yeah. And that pissed me off. Uh, was that your icebreaker question? It was, one of, name, them. City, it was one of them. City, house. Oh. I could hear him screaming from the other room. Uh, yes. It, it, <laughs> was not, it was not pleasant for me. Uh, I refused to take the test. I'm a Ravenclaw through and through. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, I learned that you have two time turners, which means you can turn in two assignments late for full credit. Um. Time so, Turner, that, that would be a reference to Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes, where, where they do have the Time okay. Turners. Uh, another oh, thing okay. is that I was supposed to write a page, double-spaced, of what I know about Harry Potter and what I hope to learn. And what do I you just, hope to learn? A page? What do you a hope to learn? A fucking page? Are you fu- I literally wrote like half of it. I'm like, I'm not good at stretching this shit out. I could give you a rundown of every book, but I'm not going to. Here's half a page. <laughs> I read them in middle school. I watched the movies. Uh, I hope to learn about separating fucking artists from the art. You know, I I want to know what the Cursed Child and the uh, Fantastic Beast movies are, even are. Uh, I, I guess I'm semi curious there. But a page? Are you fucking kidding me? That that's a lot. Like that that like for the like what I know. I read the books. I could give you. You know, this happens, this happens, this happens, this yeah. time. These are the names of the books, but I'm not fucking going to. Uh, so I, I'm not probably getting full credit on that one. Um, I don't know. I feel like she's reasonable. She'll give me full credit. Uh, what did you guys do? What did you guys do? Um, well, you know, did class stuff. Usual stuff Hell with roommates. Yeah. Watched, watched movies, you know. Started door dashing, you know. How's that? Getting That's fun kind of addictive you know you get you get a little notification on your phone like you know i'm just chilling in my room i get a notification on my phone that's like do you want to dash right now you could go to penn station <laughs> right now and <laughs> drive this to you know freaking provident or like west nifong road or whatever for eight dollars right now i'm like uh all right and like it's <laughs> it's honestly uh it's pretty it's pretty fun pretty easy money i I have something to say about Postmates. I got something to say about Postmates. I heard, I heard, this is what I've heard from my, uh, my roommates who, who have been frequenting like the, you know, the, the Holy the Trinity. drive food for, yeah. Well, they drive, I mean, I think one of my roommates does Grubhub, like drives for Grubhub. Another one has done Postmates before. Uber Eats. I know one roommate does that. Like, uh, apparently Postmates is According to one of my roommates, the weakest one to do to do like drives for. So, I did Postmates once in high school. And, you know, my my anxiety is always off the charts. Like uh, it's at the breaking point. And man, first order they drop the food, bringing it to me, and I and I'm like thirty minutes late on that delivery, and I'm like I'm never doing this shit again. 
and never <laughs> opened the app again. Then like two weeks ago, it's like, hey, here's $16 from your account. We put it in your bank account. And I'm like, oh. Wait, they- yeah, like two weeks ago, I'm like, okay, I guess I forgot to take it out and they auto submitted it. That's weird. And That's then crazy. like a week ago, they're like, hey, a new card's been added to your account. And I'm like, that's <laughs> fucked up and wrong. I'm going to go, and I literally can't load the page. Literally cannot load the page on Mo. I literally go to fucking the fleet website, will not load. I can't go to the settings to get rid of that card. I sent them a fucking email. I just said, kill the account. I, I don't know whose fucking card this is. I don't, know what, I don't know what kind of scam they're possibly pulling on me, but close the account. And they have not gotten back to me. So I'm about to be $3,000 in debt. Um, somehow. There you go. Somehow. There you go. So, we'll see. But yeah, fuck Postmates for, uh, they just won't let me cancel the, like, I literally can't access the website. It's very strange. It's been like three days now. I keep trying. That's bizarre. Um, my week was similar to Zach's. Um, I saw the, my desk and my bed basically the entire week. That is all I did because all my classes are online. They were fine. Uh, none of them seemed like they're going to be too difficult though I am already dreading um, having to form groups with people via Zoom because all of these mm. teachers are like, oh, I'm not going to assign groups. You can just pick your group mates. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Um, so we'll see how pick that goes. Pick your group mates when it's all virtual. What like? I guess how? I'll DM them on Instagram. I don't know. Dude, you know. Oh, uh, man, I'd be like a deer in headlights. I'd just stare at my screen. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Dude, I see um, a fucking group assignment in the syllabus. I drop the class. I'm, like, I'm not doing that this semester. Sorry. Sorry, boss. Uh, I There's very loud noises going on. I don't know what they're from. Oh, well, we um, can't hear them, so that's good. <laughs> oh, great. I guess my new mic works. Uh, yeah, for listeners, I have a new mic. Hopefully, I sound yeah. a little bit better. Um. I watched the Grand Budapest Hotel for the first time. That's a banger. Yeah. Absolute banger. Yeah, it Absolute was a banger. banger. Um, I've only seen the uh, Wes Anderson movies with the animals. Uh, and the fox like one those, was pretty good. Yeah, fox one's good. The dogs one is good. And uh, the one with people and Voldemort is also very good. Uh, I think it is a nice marriage of his very unique quirky aesthetic with the message she's trying to get across um i beat ghost of tsushima did you beat it brian i've not beaten it i keep booting it up and saying the movement's kind of weird and i don't know where to go now and i close it (laughs) i've literally opened it like four times in the last week and just like closed it immediately it's sad i can't necessarily blame you i liked it i enjoyed it i think the uh the story gets better Though after The Last of Us, it is hard to deal with the, like, voice mapping to mouths because Naughty Dog put so much time into that. It doesn't quite match the level of that. Um, I like the world and the combat's great, but it kind of, like, it is hard for me to get over when the whole message is don't don't be stealthy. And the game is like, be stealthy. And then, like, one, five minutes, he's upset about it, and five minutes later, he doesn't care. It's very weird. It's very much like the GTA issue to me of, like... I, it's Nico Balak saying, I want to live a better life. I'm done with crime. I came to America to live an honest life. And someone's like, hey, can you blow up like five school buses for like $500? <laughs> He's like, yep. Uh, it's yeah. like that same issue. It's like, slight but You talk to your uncle at some point after like, you know, like the first third of the game, maybe. 
and he's like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta stop with this backstabbing ninja shit. You're a samurai. You gotta you gotta be honorable." You're like, "Okay, uncle." And then like the next mission I do is like, "Hey," uh, and he's he's like coercing like this lady into like making poison for him. Yeah. It's like I don't know, poison's pretty fucked up. It's like, no, I need the poison. Okay, give me the fucking poison. Okay. Give me the poison like, so I can kill people. You probably shouldn't do this. He's like, yeah, I know, but I need it. And then he comes back. He's like, by the way, uh, if you can make any other poisons, I would like to do that. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, and then I finished Harley Quinn season two. That was great. Show's still good. And then I don't know. If, have either of you heard of a show called I May Destroy You on HBO? No. Uh, it was getting rave reviews, so I watched it. It is a show basically entirely about sexual ethics and every kind of sexual assault you could think of it's incredibly depressing not really a form of entertainment at all more felt like i was learning um it's really well done and if you have interest in that topic i would watch it otherwise what was it called i want to destroy you i may destroy you i may Um, destroy you it wrapped up last week and it was it was good it is very well made it is just not the best thing to be watching in our year 2020. Is it a documentary? No, it is a fictional show uh, written and directed by Michaela Coel. She had some other show that I had not heard of that was apparently really well liked. Yeah. It's, it's something. But that was my week. Maddie, what did you do? Uh, gouged my finger with a butter knife. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> How? I was watching it, and then I zoned out, and I, I got a little too aggressive. <laughs> Are you okay? It's yeah, pretty dope. I'm fine. I'm fine. Calling it a butter knife may be, like, a misnomer, I guess, because it is serrated. <laughs> I think it's made for something else, but it does look like a butter knife that's serrated. You can use it on butter. Yeah. yeah. At my house, we call it butter right. knife. Yeah. While we also have butter knives that are different. Yeah, they aren't serrated. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. So both of them are a butter knife. It's a crazy. I'm learning so much about knives. Learn so much about the culture of butter knives. Oh yeah. Are ready to the, move on to you the know, film? You know, you gotta you gotta subscribe to our Patreon to get the knife the knife episode. <laughs> the knife episode. Of Content yeah. cube. Maybe it's a southern thing. We go all in. We rank our favorite types of knives. <laughs> Sharp ones. Clean number one. Sharp Zach, ones. Next time we do a, a ranking episode, that's what I'm throwing you. Knives. You asked for it. <laughs> Bro, I, I I'll be prepared. <laughs> are, we re- are we ready for movie? Film? Did, did we do, do it? Do we want to talk about the sad news from the weekend or... Uh, I don't know. Chad? Uh, do we want to do that after or before? Maybe do it now. Do it now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we already brought it up at this point. Yeah. So I'm already sad about it. Might yeah. as well just do it now. Well, we- Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman died. Was, yeah. So that I, sucks. It was... I mean, for everyone out of nowhere, I was with friends and i got a text from my dad that was like alt caps so sad and then another text chadwick boseman black panther he's gone and i was like i didn't believe it for some reason where i was at i could not load anything on my phone so i was sitting there speechless and my friends kept asking what's wrong what's wrong i was like well i don't want to say it and have my dad have pulled some weird ass source and then eventually they pulled it up on their phone i was like holy fuck yeah that sucks yeah, that, was, that was really lame. It got dropped into a group chat. I was door dashing, and then it got dropped into a, a group chat while I was, like, dropping some food off, trying to find this damn apartment, I think, at where Jake <laughs> used to live. It's so complicated to find the right building and shit. Um, but, yeah, then I just got, like, it was in, someone dropped it in one group chat I was in, 
like a tweet of it and i remember like the tweet link that like got put in was not like didn't look like a like a really known news outlet so i was like let me run like double check this and i was like yeah it was so i called my brother immediately because i was like i don't feel like texting it like that i don't know felt like i should call him uh it was like yeah just out of nowhere and then it just makes you reflect on like that picture that got posted like six months ago or something of him and people like were like he doesn't look good but they're like also maybe it's for a role i don't know maybe i'm like maybe he's still skinny from defive bloods or something and that was like intentionally like yeah. weight loss i don't know but like yeah looking back on that yeah he just didn't look good uh and yeah i guess it never would have occurred to me that he had like a severe colon cancer this whole time or whatever yeah so yeah it was just that hurt yeah i don't know where it just sucks i mean he's obviously he's good in other things besides black panther that's his most famous one but like 42 he's uh, great, have you yeah. guys seen that one uh so i love good. that movie yeah that's uh baseball yep. yes, yeah yes jackie robinson yeah, one. that's a that rare film really i've good. seen yeah <laughs> yeah harrison ford harrison ford is like uh the other co-star in that movie like the gm who signed a brand tricky uh former cardinal gm by the way uh and then but like harrison ford said something today like he was he played heroes this is not verbatim, but this was like the gist of it. Like Chadwick Boseman played heroes that he now measures up to or something like that. I'm like, that's a really, yeah. that's pretty profound shit from Harrison Ford there. Yeah. I was using the restroom when I came out of my room. Like my roommate just yelled it at me. Like, holy shit. Chadwick <laughs> Boseman's dead. I'm like, damn, that's fucking rough. Yeah. He came through the front door and he pointed at me. He said, yo, you know, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, and I said, yeah. And he's like, he's dead. I'm like, okay, Jeez. thank you for this he, information. It is wild how, I mean, his career of stardom wasn't super long, but, like, he managed to play Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Black Panther, Thurgood Marshall. Like, he, he portrayed some pretty iconic people, which I think is one reason, besides him being an incredible actor, is reason he's held in such high regard i think what's really sad is that um there was a phase when everyone was saying like man he is so done with this black panther shit but now pe- that people know they're like no he was just tired he was just yeah tired. yeah it i i can't imagine what acting through what he was going through was like but he I mean, fucking no one knew, so Mm -hmm. props to him. Yeah, that sounds difficult to pull off. Yeah. I uh, almost, I probably will sometime this week. I want to go back and watch Black Panther. Um, I only have seen that movie once. Um, I enjoyed it, but I feel like if any time is revisited, now's the time. Yeah, I would like to see his... Other stuff. I, I maybe want to rewatch Forty Two because I saw that in a pretty uh, non-ideal uh, sense, uh, like in my outdoor Would you like room, to describe? On, on like a shit TV, some blown out speakers, you know, with the family. I mean, that's never how I was in- intended to be watched. I was <laughs> not, never enjoy watching movies with the fam. I'll be real. Why? That's why. Yeah, that's not true. But I don't know, it was a. It was. Uh, I, I was young. I didn't really care about it. Um, but yeah, uh, it fucking sucks. It, it really sucks, man. Yeah. Did any of you see the awful thing Screen Rant did? 
What was it? Yeah, what a what a bunch of lamos. I mean, I, had... I I guess they're doing it for clicks, and I'm sure they got a lot of them. <laughs> but damn, then, that's some bad press for you. I mean, they then, they. Yeah, you, you go, go ahead, Jared. Uh, okay, the news came out, and it seemed like within the hour they had an article up. With Chadwick Boseman gone, what will Marvel do for Black Panther? And presented... It was, like, like, so soon. Like, it was that night. Like, it was really... Almost to the point where they might have that article rewritten for every MCU character ready to go. Can we talk about how his tweet is the most liked? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That one was what was the most liked one before that? Was it like, wasn't Ellen, there what, like an Obama one was that, that Ellen, was just like? Ellen, I thought there was like an Obama one where he was like, no one is born hating another human or something. It's like him shaking hands with like a little white kid or something. I don't remember. I know. I Ellen looked up at one point. list of most liked tweets. Number one, the Chadwick Boseman with seven point four million likes. Number two. Uh, number two and three are held by Barack Obama. Um, I knew it. Number two, I don't know what it's referencing. It says no one is born hating another person because of color of his skin. And then the third one is yeah, that's Barack the one Obama's I was thing about Kobe. What's Ellen has been pushed. I remember the two Ellen one. is really pissed. I can't even find the Ellen tweet. It's not even on here. Ellen is so pissed right now. Chicken she nuggets still there? Uh, let me check. Oh, Number four yeah. is congratulations to the astronauts that left Earth today from 2020, Andy Milonakis. Yes. Macaulay Culkin, uh, number five. Hey, guys, want to feel old? I'm 40. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I think Ellen's is the most retweeted, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's number five. What was it? Most... Wasn't it just uh, an Oscar selfie? Yeah. Yeah. What was All it? right. Well, somehow we got to the most liked tweets of all time. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Chadwick Boseman's, yeah. But, <laughs> I was like, how do we get to this? But now I remember. The Nugs is the number three most retweeted. There you yeah. go. Thank that was a big God. one. That was a big one. Thank God. Uh, Exorcist? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Rest in peace. So, so I was the only one of the four of us here who had seen it? Yeah. Wow, I've never seen it. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> you know what? What? Don't have much to say about it. I only had one problem with it. And so one, you only have one negative thing to say about it, which would infer the rest is skewed positive. Yeah, it's fine. It's I didn't I didn't think it was scary, but it's not a bad movie. You know, the only problem I had was that stupid little uh, the statue that they showed in the very beginning. And then they show at the base of the stairs later, and I'm, I just kind of don't get the connection, like, what it has to do with the house or the family or anything. I, I felt like a little plot hole, but other than that, I'm like, ooh, uh, you know, bitch is possessed. Yeah. <laughs> Brian was pretty spooked. I was spooked because I'm a coward. <laughs> Why I was scared? What do you think I mean? Jake? Exorcism, scary. I, I uh, was quite the fan. Um, I gave it a nine out of ten on the Letterbox. Um, I half stars, weak. Yes, half weak stars, four and willed. a half. I'm sorry, weak willed. It's not. It, they give me the option, so I feel like I am not fairly utilizing my movie rating potential. That's fine. You need to differentiate more. I, I love half stars. 
<laughs> I also um, gave it nine and or nine stars or whatever the four yeah. and a half out of five. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, I was slightly concerned I would be hit with old movie is old problem. Um, and in the first twenty ish minutes, I was fearing that I was like, oh, maybe I'm not going to like this. And then after that, I was I was completely in. Um, I love the use of practical effects. I found all of the imagery still affecting. I wouldn't say I was scared necessarily though there were there were times where i was spooked i think all the stuff they did with her and her uh like makeup and face design the stuff they did with the puppet um was all very terrifying it is a very gross movie um i want to talk about later how how much how far we've come because at the time how scary people thought this movie was and what people wanted people wanted this movie to be rated x which i think is insane um they, Warner Brothers had to push pretty hard to get it R. I actually wrote down a quote. It says, despite the studio's fears that the MPAA would give the film an X rating, it got an R with no cuts whatsoever. The MPAA's decision, according to William Friedkin, who's the director, was that it was, quote, a brilliant, intelligent film that deserved to be seen by a wider audience. Good movie. Of that. It's, it's <laughs> probably not why it got an R rating, but I think it's funny that he, he thought, no, it got R because it good movie. Yeah. Um, but then Washington, D.C., Boston, and a few other cities still gave it an X rating. So. I had a lot it's still of the most work. baller thing ever that the fucking Conjuring got an R rating just because it was like too scary, apparently. Because like, there's like nothing else in that that would like make it R. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Um, I liked it a lot, though. I think the performances are good. Uh, I won't go through all the fun facts, but a lot of them said that they were trying to pull some more famous people for the roles, but they didn't want it to be defined by the actors, so they kind of chose lesser names, and I thought they did a good job. Um, I think it. I read a quote that said, Exorcist did for horror movies what 2001 A Space Odyssey did for sci-fi movies, which I kind of wanted to ask uh, Zach, and, uh, Zach and Madison about did you guys like because you guys have seen a lot more horror movies than i have how much did this influence things you've watched like what things brought imagery to mind or is it more so just that it made it popular well i think uh i mean for movies that i can think of so like horror film the only one before exorcist i can think of two before exorcist that i've seen that i know like are like i legitimately think are great and i can see the influences of them later and that would be like psycho which was 1960 uh, and then Rosemary's Baby in 1969. Um, you know, so this one would be more Rosemary's Baby because uh, that's a demon possession movie. And, like, I was surprised watching that one, like, the stuff they were showing and depicting. And, like, it's, like, pretty much the devil, you know, raped this woman while she was, like, asleep. And, like, the whole movie is about, like, her fears as she's pregnant, realizing things are weird going wrong, going on around her. And uh, you like just you dial it up like nine notches from that um, with this one, which came out four years later. Uh, I think this was seventy three. Um, so it's I, I I guess the one thing I could uh, think of to say in terms of influence, just like the gross out gags, uh, like you can see that with more humor and Evil Dead movies. Uh, you know, the practical effects like that, you know, they just carry over in 80s, like with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, just like stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's not a slasher movie by any means. It's a demonic possession movie. So, like, I don't know if you could say, like, stylistically, 
uh, for the story. It influenced those movies. But in terms of like what they can show and what they can get away with as a horror film uh, and making them mainstream with like, you know, this is like a freaking 12-year-old girl or whatever she's supposed to be. And like the things she's saying and doing is like, <laughs> like insane. Uh, so I'm sure that kind of like felt like it probably broke some some barriers of what you feel like you could get away with for a mainstream movie. I'm sure things like that would always going to exist, but to make them exist in like as mainstream horror films, uh, like this came out like uh, like six years before or six or five years before the original Halloween, uh, and that's like the one that people always go to for like slasher movies and that movie uh like you it's also like a slow this is definitely a slow burn type movie it starts it's a long one and it it gradually builds uh it's got like it's nuanced with the characters in the story and you can see that in like later movies um so i mean yeah i you can see all types of you can go all over the place with like the influences that this movie might have had on other you know movies like that came out after um and then it's just it, it can stand on its own too. Like you don't even have to put it in perspective of oh when it came out it must have been really good. Like I think it still holds up really well. It's like a really good movie. Watching this mom fucking lose it after watching her daughter just like lose herself, I think is just a really good story, and it it, it hits all its marks really well. Ready? Um, I have respect for this movie because of when it came out and how people reacted to it and kind of how it changed I think things for the demonic genre um, I wasn't ever allowed to watch this movie in my own home my mom had no problem with me watching any movie except for this one because she saw it in theaters when she was tiny and she said it gave her nightmares for five years wow and she I think said, that's why my dad wanted me to watch it because he was he was the same. I mean, my dad would have been like thirteen when he came out, and he said he saw it pretty early and just said it blew his mind. And then like I must have watched it around that same age with him or my brother, and talked about it with him and my aunts, you know, and all my, they would all talk to me about it because well, they knew mom, that I would want to talk about it. Well, my mom also has some experiences with like creepier things, uh, so it I think it hit her. Um, you good? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it, it hit her kind of um, a little hard later on. Like, she doesn't want to revisit it. Uh, the idea that people would watch it in a theater and vomit and pass out just because of the shock factor is really interesting. Um, another thing is, in the movie, you know, they bring up the idea of exorcism. And then the priest is like, well, I got to travel back to the 16th century, you know? So it makes me think maybe in the 70s or the 80s, whatever, uh, the idea was much more um, not accepted. And now you mm. say, hey, I'm going to get an exorcism, and someone's like, okay. You know, like, I mean, no, it doesn't work like that. But they seem, it seems much more acceptable if that's the right word to say. Um, like nowadays, you think? It yeah. seems more acceptable? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think it kind of opened... I, maybe this movie kind of opened the doors for more um, shock factor or shock value, you know, in horror. More, more vulgarity, you know? 
Can I? Can I? Get, yeah, absolutely. Can I get vulgar? Yeah, you can say fuck. Marked as explicit on Apple. <laughs> okay. Well, you can. You, can I? Yeah. Okay. Well, when she says, you know, your mother sucks cocks in hell, or she's like getting sexual, you know, it's that's some shit that I don't think someone back then would expect to see. That part still got from, me when she started shouting all the twelve-year-old girl. I was, I was like, that honestly spooked me the most. Like she was stabbing herself in the vagina with yeah. a cross. Pretty and, brutal. It was and, a lot. And uh, one thing that really interests me is that the scene where she pushes her mom and the mom falls to the floor. That's a genuine scream because in that yep. scene, the actress actually fractured her spine. Just from hitting yeah. the floor so hard. Damn. Watch the whole. Do- Did you? Uh, I watched like I got all that too from like this horror documentary called yes. Cursed Films. Yeah. yeah, it's like they did a whole episode on The Exorcist. She actually has scoliosis just- now, like it, because of that scene. She says she was never the same um, because there was a wow. pulley system, and a man was yanking. Uh, she was attached to a harness in the pulley system, and a man was yanking the rope. And you can even see it in the movie. Like you can see like the fabric is lifted up. Mm-hmm. As she's getting pulled, um, but the director told him to pull as hard as he could, and she she hurt her spine in that scene. So that's a genuine scream. And rough. I, I read a lot of stuff about the cursed production and that like the set caught on fire, and two of the main cast were pretty pretty injured. Her obviously being one of them, which I think is kind of weird that it all ties into this movie that set these standards for the horror genre going forward yeah man the things that i love about it um you know obviously the exorcism doesn't really start till like the last third at the at the the earliest i don't remember exactly uh probably later than that um it's just it's it's like the slow build of it of of like this the like the ominous things like you have they parallel two stories at first. Well, first they start with like that, that priest uh, at the dig, um, wherever, the wherever, whatever country. Yeah, whatever country he's at, uh, okay. Max von Sindo or something like that. I think the actor's name is. He just died like this year, I think. Oh really? Um, yeah, no. He, apparently, he's younger than he looked in that. Um, <laughs> this movie's he, forty-seven years old. I know, and you would think he's an old guy then. <laughs> well, okay. I think I think that guy literally just—he was ninety. He, I think he's the guy at the beginning of Force Awakens that gives Poe that map. It's like, oh, this will make things right or whatever. And you never get any explanation of who the fuck he is or why he had a map to Luke Skywalker. You know, the guy who wanted to be hidden. Whatever. Sidetrack. Um, either way, yeah, the beginning of him in the dig where he finds that statue, the small little statue, uh, and then just everything around him seems to spook him. Like, it's not even, like, super ominous things are happening, but the music and just the way he's observing it all, he, you can just tell he's shaken or whatever. Yeah. And then you and then you find out later that he had, like, done an exorcism, and that's you would assume that's why he's so, like, he recognizes it or whatever. Um, but, and then you have, like, the, they establish how happy Reagan and her mom are so that, like, they have enough scenes like that early on. So when you see them falling apart it it hits harder because you see the contrast obviously you'd assume there's contrast but when you get to see it it's good um and just like you know like oh captain howdy my ouija board my my ouija board friend or whatever however you say that ouija board ouija i don't know uh like obviously you're, you're realizing it's probably not someone named captain howdy uh so 
Yeah, when she says that to that astronaut, like, you're going to die up there and then pees on the floor. That's a that's a pretty big first sign. What was the first one? Like, her bed was shaking, so she yeah. slept in her mom's room. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. like that, like, that early on set up that something weird's going on with her. And it's not just, like, an out of nowhere, I'm a demon today. Like, you have, like, her looking a little, like, like distant, thinking, like, what's what's wrong with me, mom, or something like that, like... I think in all these like doctor visits where they're doing these tests on her, uh, pretty Honestly, rough. that that moment was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Where they give her, I don't remember what the specific procedure was called, but they put the thing in her neck. Yeah. I was like the blood like, spurts oh, out. Was, yeah, I mean, yeah. all these things make you uncomfortable, and that's clearly what they wanted you to feel is to be really uncomfortable, like watching like this twelve-year-old girl go through these tests, and it's. Uh, it's just pretty unsettling, and then you like you. They also do it from the mom's perspective the whole time. They get that parent perspective in there, so you like like the worried mom, and yeah. you like see her get more and more and more worried as it goes on. Uh, and then they parallel that with like um, Damien, Father Damien Karras or something like that, the the main priest guy. His his plot line with his mom, which is pretty, it's not very comforting either. Like he his mom <laughs> died. Um, and he's get these dreams of her coming up a subway stairs, uh, you know. And then they have like a vision later of her just sitting in a bedroom, just staring at him. It's like, oh, you left me, Damien. Like it's all, all these things that they set up that like, when it comes back in the last third of it are just really unsettling. Like, and then the the director like splice in like five five different points. I don't remember seeing all of them, but I heard it's like five different points. There's just like a flash of a demon face. I remember seeing a couple of them. Like and it's just to like it's so fast that you can't really register what you just saw and why it would be there, but like because it just keeps on going the movie keeps on going. But it's like there to just make you uneasy. That's like it's to be the demon, apparently. Yeah, because then they, they, they like uh put it over Reagan's face for a second like they kind of mix them together like it's superimposed i think is the term like they superimpose it over reagan's face and like that was a that's a really cool shot i mean the whole movie's got some really cool shots like honestly i think my favorite is that one where like the two priests are like i don't know they they end up on the floor somehow and they look up and like right it's like this blue light coming in and you just see like that like the outline of that demon statue in the room Mm-hmm. And like Reagan's just like got her arms up. Like I thought that was like that's like one that just sticks with you. Uh and it's just these little things that she would say like uh oh like your your mother's in here with us. Like would you like to give me a message? I'll I'll be sure that she gets it. Like can you imagine the fucking devil saying that to you? Like your mom's down here. Like you you want to leave a message or something? Like that's that's pretty fucked. Uh, I mean the, it's... the voice actress who did all of the the demon talk was incredible. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so it's so scary. Just like when they're right before the exorcism. Obviously, you have that iconic shot of the exorcist, uh, like standing outside looking at the the house. You know, that's great. But like when they're about to start, and Reagan, Reagan, or the the devil, whatever, however you want to say that character is at that point, like it's just like it's an excellent day for an exorcism or something like that. Like, yeah, like they like she's amped for the exorcism. She's ready. Like it's she's like I, the- I would love to do an exorcism. We'll bring us closer together or something. Like it's. <laughs> That's literally what she says. Like, that's great. You talked about it earlier. The use of the, like, surgeries as part of the buildup to the end, I think everyone kind of has an in- – most people, I feel like, have an innate fear of surgery and what that entails. And parents, too, watching their kids have to go through something painful. So using that as part of it works really well. And then the end, 
I didn't realize because I feel like I've watched horror movies where there are exorcisms and they they take up like five minutes of the movie, but this is like the last third to fourth of the movie you watching yep. them do this entire process and i i enjoyed it being dragged out so long watching even at that point when they already built up so much watching them continue to build it up more and more and more and finally like releasing the pressure point it was great brian what spooked you the most as your girlfriend says you were quite spooked uh i don't know i mean the spooky stuff you know some stuff got me i mean you know, stuff where I saw, like, the mom on the bed, but, like, something that, like, affected me oh, the yeah. most, where I'm, like, I kind of just want to leave the room and not watch the rest of this. Yeah, he kept trying. And Maddie, and Maddie. <laughs> okay, I, fuck that. No, I was not trying to run away. <laughs> HBO Max, HBO Max oh, sucks boy. cock in hell. Was like, that the scariest part of the movie? Have you watched it buffered, HBO Max? It, it, it buffered hundreds of times. And I have, like, 30 megabytes down. And it's a wired connection. <laughs> to my PS4. So what the fuck is that, HBO? Whatever. Uh, but one part where I just wanted to like leave and like not come back was uh, when uh, Reagan was like, "It burns, it burns, like make it stop." Because mm. like that is that because I've been there, you know, when I had my uh, when you were fucking, exercised uh, of your demons. When I, when I had my <laughs> pancreatitis, yeah, yeah. That that was very much like a it reminded me of that. And, like, I was just telling my mom, like, fucking stop it. Like, make it, like, when I was, like, it was, like, a couple years ago when it started. And it's like, she can't do anything, right? And it just hurts, and it just won't stop hurting. And I'm like, that that kind of upset me a lot. Yeah, understandably. <laughs> yeah, what were you going to say, Maddie? Oh, um, I just realized two things, actually, that kind of bothered me about the movie. Um, the little statue, the little demon, and then... Um, the end where he's like take me take me you know mm. and then he hops bodies and he dies but it's like typically I I mean I don't think that's what the demon would have wanted you know it seems like he wants a host so it's like where did he go and also why was that statue there like yeah. <laughs> first, first they're in, in Iraq right and then fucking oh hey hey it's at the base of the stairs where this dude died like what does it have to do with the home or the people i don't know some things just aren't explained it's fine i mean I that mean, was that pre maybe that priest brought it i guess i don't know i mean that was the priest who had it right <laughs> well, the no, old guy at the beginning is the old guy at the end with the statue yeah. i don't know how it ended up at the base of the stairs or in that guy's pocket or wherever it was yeah burke yeah yeah, but I mean, rip to Burke. But I mean, I'm just built different. I would have let Reagan get to I, me like I that. I simply would have. I simply would have landed on my feet. Uh, I simply like the, would have not twisted my head all the way around. I simply would have done a handspring there at such a angle and <laughs> force that my neck would immediately spin back around, heal itself, and land on my feet. Well, Burke was the dude. Act that shot the of the head turning just all the way around and smiling yeah. at like that's that's well, dope. Here's the thing. Burke was the director. Right. And when he died, they found the statue. So I'm assuming the statue was either in the home or with Burke, but I don't know. Like, it it doesn't make a connection. Maybe it doesn't need to. But also I realized, um, like, yeah, where did that demon go? Because... I, I think yeah. it went... It's implied that... I thought it, it, it was implied that it went into... Spoilers yeah. for The Exorcist, by the way. Uh, it... <laughs> 
went into Father Damien and he had enough control over himself at that point to know that he had to kill himself with the demon before it could do anything else. I think the demon just fucked Before he off. loses himself to it. I think the demon just fucked off. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Rip Demi died a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Looking cool guy. He was kind of a bitch, though, during the exor- exorcism. Well, he was cool. I mean, I, mean, I would have been pretty fucking shaken, too. That other guy to was see a this. pro, you know? He would go into the bathroom, all right, get his, his breath mints or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> you know, a little tin can. I think it was anxiety medication or yeah, something. Or, no, he rubbed it I, on his gums. I think it was cocaine. I like the oh. idea that he went in there all stressed to take a breath mint and then yeah. went back in. <laughs> Just eat four cough drops. They taste like candy. Here's the thing. <laughs> he may be exercising the demon, right? But he can't do it with bad breath. No. <laughs> no can't do that. Everyone knows that. Man, I thought that exorcist guy was so cool when, like, the vomit went on his face. He didn't even flinch. I'm like, this guy's badass, you know? He's cool <laughs> and as apparently, shit. I read a fun fact. Um, his, like, grossed out reaction is genuine because it was supposed to hit his chest. But they like misaligned the tube, so it shot up at his face. I would. They not probably be just happy told him it was gonna hit his chest, cause uh, yeah. I mean, you're gonna get some <laughs> green goo spit out. Of course, you're gonna want the money shot in the face. You're not gonna waste that on a <laughs> like, like. Of course, the green goo has to be as gross as possible upon arrival, and it's gonna hit the the priest in the face. I yeah. love the Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, they're not going to just, like, slime yeah. Harrison Ford at the 2008 Kids' Choice Awards, like, on his <laughs> shoes. I mean, if I saw this before I saw the Kids' Choice Awards, like, I may have just, I may have broken. Because I would be so scared of the slime. But the Kids' Choice Awards <laughs> desensitized me. That was good. That's yeah. good. Exorcist walked uh, so the 2007 Kids' Choice Awards <laughs> on Nickelodeon could run. Absolutely. Uh, before we move on to trivia, I wanted to bring up... This movie was nominated for Best Picture along with nine other things. Why did this get the nomination, but nothing else could afterwards? I read that the only other movies that would maybe be classified were Jaws, Silence Silence. of the Lambs, and there was one more. Um, Let me pull it up. People are so mean to horror films, dude. Uh, Academy Academy walks around in clown shoes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why we. Halloween was fucking robbed. Six Sense was the other one. Uh, Get yeah, Out, Six Sense Draws, is a to the Lamb, and Six Sense are the only ones that some would classify as horror that were nominated. Which it is bizarre to me that, I mean, this movie. Yes, it it did kind of establish itself as like the first kind of popular box office horror movie but why they've chosen to ignore it for, for so long it's just weird to me i mean obviously you get some trashy mo- like a movie like evil dead will never get academy recognition for at least for things like that maybe for you know a special effects it probably should have gotten some looks for just the practical effects in it or just maybe it's because they're so gross and bad that it's like funny. I don't know exactly how they look at movies like that. But then you do have like prestige, and obviously slashers. That's not. I mean, those are those have their own purpose. But like, I mean, a movie like uh, Hereditary, if not like Best Picture look looks. I mean, however you say her name, Tony Colletti, or Tony like, yeah, like she, she. We all know the dinner scene by heart. Uh, I mean, she should she should have gotten a it's look. My alarm. You know, I don't even like the movie. That's a good scene. That's a good scene. 
Yeah, I mean, it was nominated, so it was nominated for Best Picture and then Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Film Editing, Production Line, Sound Mixing. I mean, it won two of them. It won Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Sound Mixing. Um, and at the Golden Globes, it won Best Drama, Best Director, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Screenplay. Wow. So, so Linda Blair won for Best Supporting Actress, I'm assuming? Yeah, at the Golden Globes. I mean, she's dope. It's... Yeah, it just, I was shocked to see all of that because I know how much I was pushing for Hereditary to get some sort of nomination, even if it was just Tony Collette. Um, but. I mean, award shows and the Oscars and the the music one, especially, kind of <laughs> suck. I mean, yeah, did, they get did. Out, did Get Out get a nomination? It did. It did. Oh, it was yeah, nominated for Best yeah. Picture. It was Best Picture, David Kaluuya was nominated, and Jordan yeah. Peele, I think, won for screenplay. Yeah. For a screenplay, yeah, that was good to see. Yeah, but then you have, like, uh, Lupita not being nominated for us in that dual role I thought she was really good in. I mean, I'm not going to say that one should have been nominated for Best Picture, but, like, things like that. Florence Pugh could have gotten a look for Midsommar, but I guess it's not, like, terrible that she didn't. I mean, mean, there are others, but, I mean... Yeah, I mean, just, like, when I... Both those... I mean, that was just last year. When I looked at the, the women who were nominated for actors and actresses, I mean, they were... There were some iffy choices in there where they could have been pulling either Lupita or Florence, and I think it would have been a much better pick. But I mean, oh well. they got they got best R and B actor, right? <laughs> <laughs> did the did the what's the music one called? Grammy. The, the, urban. When I found out the best, Grammys, it's like, it's like best Grammy. urban contemporary album. And it's basically they're just throwing pop artists who are black in there yeah. to give them their own category and it's not okay do they still have it because like uh, i i saw like a year ago that they had it i'm like that's fucking crazy bro they <laughs> they renamed it but it's still this like basically the same thing let me i'll do some research i'm like <laughs> best yeah, grammy's grammy the only good thing like, the grammy's ever did for me oh. was introduce me to janelle monet when she Are, fucking killed that performance like two years is ago. urban is urban contemporary just a black person doing something that isn't R and B or rap? Oh, like, is wait, that what Brian, it is it got, to them? Brian, it got worse. It got worse. Okay, oh, no. I want, I want Brian. Give me what you think they would change it to. <laughs> what I think they'd change it to is like African music or some shit, dude. Okay, uh, <laughs> best, that's even worse. Best urban contemporary album category will be replaced with best progressive R and B album. Oh no! Holy shit, dude! <laughs> Why are they so bad at this? In, I don't want to defend the Grammys, but I'll give them this: that movies like don't really. I mean, Golden Globes kind of try with drama or comedy, but if movies tried to split up into categories, there would be some issues. Um, but yes, this is a whole other issue entirely because they're yeah. just assigning a race to a category. They just need to either like meld like get rid of the category and recognize that that like what they consider urban contemporary music nowadays is just pop music it is pop music it's what people love it's what people enjoy it doesn't need its own category but i guess they they're afraid that uh maybe they'll be called even more racist because then their racist uh group of voters won't put it into the pop category so they should have just they should have just done a washington redskins and said hey we're (laughs) renaming it no name as of now it's the, you just don't it's have a the name. album category. No. <laughs> what are they? The Washington football team? Yeah. You know I'm getting mad in this year just to see that. The Washington <laughs> football team? Let's fucking go. 
Are we ready for trivia? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Here we Wait, go. Wait, what did you, have? did you have something to say? No. Okay. Here we go. Um, first question. Uh, I'm going to pull out a notes thing so I can write down how many of each get right because I always forget. Question number one. How many people associated with the production died during filming? Uh, a, two, B, four, C, seven, D, nine. A? Four. I'm going uh, B4 as well. I'm going B4. Maddie, what did you say? I think uh, two. Okay, the correct answer is nine. Nine people died, which I think is insane. Um, Yeah. High. High count. Fairly on the higher side of deaths during production. Yeah, it says there are nine tales about ominous. Are there are tales about ominous events surrounding the year-long shoot, including the deaths of nine people associated with the production, and stories about a mysterious fire that destroyed the set one weekend. Um, actors Jack McGowan and Veliski Maleros died before the film was released. Um, so yeah, so sorry, y'all got it wrong. Uh, next question: In the arteriogram scene, I don't know how to say that. Arteriogram. Uh, the bearded man who assists the doctor is Paul Bateson. He was an x-ray technician at NYU Medical Center where that scene was shot and managed to get that small part. In 1979, he was convicted of a crime. What did he do? A, I know this one. The, uh, you can answer last then. Uh, <laughs> okay. A, the murder and dismemberment of six men, quote, for fun. B, he stole over $15,000 worth of equipment from the NYU Medical Center. C, involuntary manslaughter while performing a surgery or d the murder of a film critic let's go a going b uh, this embalmment for fun uh the answer is wait what maddie a uh, maddie go, <laughs> go but she knows the answer no no get a point get a fucking yeah, point yeah well, well you gotta get your point uh a right let's so fucking go. no actually it what <laughs> it was d he murdered okay. a film critic but um the reason I say so I'll read the whole story. In 1979, he was convicted of the murder of a film critic and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. However, he bragged about and was a uh, prime suspect in the murders of six men whom he said he picked up in gay bars, had sex with them, and then murdered and dismembered and put their bodies in plastic bags, quote, for fun. Um, so technically, he was never charged for those murders, but they were also never solved. Uh, there was a movie made about those murders in 1980, but he did yeah. murder a film critic. Don't know why. When I read about him, it, it said that he was a possible serial killer. Yeah. So I was like, uh, uh, shit, A or D, man. <laughs> so yeah. we were just so watching I, a serial killer in that movie during the freaking doctor scene? I, I found it That's quite crazy. funny that the person he murdered was a film critic, and he had this small role in a movie. I don't know. Funny stuff. Um, question number three. Which one of these did not happen uh, related to the audience when seeing The Exorcist? Uh, a, uh, someone tripped on their way out of the theater and broke their ankle. B, someone fainted and then fell and broke their jaw. C, there were riots due to the long lines waiting to get inside the movie. And D, a woman had a miscarriage. Which one of these did not happen? No riots. That's me. Um... How can you attribute a miscarriage to a movie? Like, how can they be like, the miscarriage was... Spooked right. so bad. Fight she, or flight. It, it, no, because yeah, I remember she was, hearing about this. 
so I don't know. Okay. So which one of these did not I happen? guess uh I guess I'll go I guess I'll go riots. Okay. Uh the correct answer is A. No one uh tripped on their way out of the theater and broke their ankle. Uh someone did faint and uh hit their jaw and break it. They sued Warner Brothers. Uh they got an undisclosed amount of what? money. Um when the movie uh came out uh, Warner Brothers initially because they thought no one was going to want to see it because it was so gross and so scary. They only put it in 26 theaters and the movie became so popular and people were like, oh, we got to go see this horribly scary movie. Um, people were waiting in like six degree weather outside of New York and they were like rioting and police had to be called to shut them down. And then, yeah, a woman did have a miscarriage uh, in the movie. So brutal. And- I remember reading about that. I didn't remember if it was false or true, so, you know, why not yeah. just throw that one in? So, Maddie got okay. the point? No. Okay. No, no we're still, no, no points. Oh, three, three zeros. Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, Let's fucking we're, go. We're deviating a little bit from uh, the, what, 1973 movie, The Exorcist. Um, the most recent Exorcist movie, Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist, was directed by Paul Schrader. Which movie was he not the writer of? A, Taxi Driver. B, First Reformed, which is a movie with Ethan Hawke that came out two years ago. Uh, That was very well liked. C, The Aviator. D, American Gigolo. He did not write one of those movies. What was the first one? I have not seen any of those. What was the first one? Taxi Driver is A. Stealing Mine? Hmm? Stealing mine? Which um, one you said C, Brian, so she okay. actually went B. You're good. Okay. Guess I'll, uh, guess, what was C? The Aviator. Fuck it, I'll go, I'll go A, I guess. Uh, Brian, congrats. You get the point. He did not write the Aviator, win. but he This could be my write- first dub. Uh, he did write Taxi Driver, First Reformed, and American Gigolo, which this dude's filmography is very weird because I was like, oh, this dude must be garbage because he wrote this weird Exorcist prequel thing. Um, but no, he like has worked on some very important stuff, which then follows to my last question. What was Dominion prequel to the Exorcist's Rotten Tomato score? Uh, this is uh, just whoever guesses the closest number. I don't care if you're above or below. Four. Forty-three. Um, 17. What was yours, Madison? 34, 43. Uh, Pit, choose 43. She said 43. 43. 43. 34. Okay. Uh, oh. Which one? <laughs> 34. 43. She said 43. 43. Okay. I, I'm going to stick with 43 because I heard that one said more. Uh, you and Zach both get the point. Uh, it was 30%. So you were each 13 away. Um, oh, yeah, so that movie, not very good. Which Dumb means no, I know Exorcist gets one Exorcist point. 2. I've never won. I've never won. <laughs> Exorcist 2 got like a, like a 13%. The, the, critic, the, the critic consensus that they give on Rotten Tomatoes is pretty harsh. Uh, it got a 15% and a 13% audience score. Man, the audience was really not feeling this one. Uh, the consensus is... Hokey mystical effects, lousy plotting, and worse acting directly tarnished the first uh, Exorcist chilling legacy. Um, that's rough. So I, you know, I hate retroactively harming legacies. You know, that's my least favorite thing that can happen <laughs> with a movie. So I'm probably not going to watch that one. Uh, 
they bring back Linda Blair though as Reagan. I'm wondering, wondering what's what it's what it's about. Uh, now, The Exorcist Three. I actually like when I watch these horror documentaries and shit, uh, and watch these like top scares of all time on YouTube when I'm you know bored with '80s movies or whatever it is. Uh, Exorcist Three actually uh, has a 59, which is higher than you'd assume. Wow. Uh, it says exactly. the Exorcist Three is a talky literary sequel with some scary moments that rival anything from the original. That's pretty. That's not for for sequel seventeen years after the original. That's not terrible. Not bad. You you've done some pretty shit uh, horror like movie like watches because you went through all the bad Nightmare on Elm Streets, all the bad. I'm surprised you're not going through the Exorcist ones. Dude, how many are there? I only know. I didn't know that there was one called the Minion. I only knew of like the th- the main three. Well, there's the main three, and then they did like a soft reboot thing in 2005, and then Dominion is the prequel to that one. And this was only oh, five total. Man, oh, that's brutal. Uh, yeah, I probably am not gonna go through those. Like, there are some series that I just don't have interest in doing. Like the Hellraiser series, I watched the first two. I like the first one. Didn't like the second one, and from what I heard, is it doesn't come anywhere close to those two afterward anyway. So I'm not going to even bother with like stuff like that or these Exorcist sequels. Um, honestly, out of all these big like horror franchises, I think Nightmare on Elm Street's the most consistent. But like, I don't plan on. Yeah, I mean, usually with horror sequels, diminishing returns is uh, pretty much a given for the most part. I have a question mm-hmm. for everyone. Uh, Let's go. Have any of y'all ever been possessed? <laughs> no. Hope not. No. Damn, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. But if I had been possessed, I would have brought that up pretty early in the Exorcist pod. <laughs> Something juicy, you know. Something, some pizzazz. Oh yeah. If I did believe I was possessed, I think I would have uh, been against watching this movie. I think I wouldn't yeah, have wanted to experience it. <laughs> be a rough one to watch. It's like, it's like I, I I could watch Onward and I can watch The Exorcist. <laughs> My so. dad's not dead. Onward, straight sex. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. In retrospect, is Onward the Pixar hit a six? I, I mean, it definitely it's, it's maxes and maxes out at like a seven for me. Yeah, it sits between a six and a seven. Okay. It depends how I'm feeling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. It visually wasn't anything cool, but I don't know. It hit it hit my emotions well enough to where I'll give it a, above a six a little bit. Probably not all the way to a seven. I don't know. I know that's a coward ranking. Like that, I'll let that you Brian know, say, but. Brian, in like 30 to 40 years if that's gone up on rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of y'all have um, spooky ghost stories? I mean, I, my family... My my family likes it, or at least my parents like to tell one. I don't know. I might have brought it up on a podcast before. I think you've told it. I think, I think you told I'm it. I'm sure I've told it in, at some in the, point. In the deleted canon. Was the, it in, in the deleted YouTube episode? Canon? No, I, I it think it's... in the new canon. No, I, I think it's in the old canon. I don't know. I don't have all the details <laughs> of it ironed out because I don't think my parents ever... I sometimes don't get their story straight with it because my mom doesn't talk about it much. She's just, but my dad likes to talk about it. I don't know. I guess I'll I'll tell it for Madison since she didn't. I guess oh, she was, yeah. probably wasn't on there for it. I'll t- I'll tell I'll tell an abbreviated version of it. I mean it's, and I'm just telling you the way my dad tells it to me because I was not alive for any of it. Um, so I guess when my oldest brother Ben uh, was like 
an infant or something, uh, they had like a mobile, you know, above his crib. Is that what those are called? Like you mobile. wind them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a mobile or whatever. You wind it up. It was one of those ones you wind up and then it goes. So you have to like crank it. You have to, you have to do something physical to it for it to start. Uh, and my dad claims that for three straight nights, he woke up at the exact same time, the exact same time, and, like on the dot in the middle of the night for no reason. Like he couldn't, like there was no alarm. But every time he woke up for these three straight nights, the, mob- like, the mobile was on and it woke him up. Uh, above like my brother's crib or something like and like it's something that you have to physically crank and my brother could not have done it because he's an infant (laughs) and like my mom like was asleep each time and like denied ever doing anything with it so i don't know it it kind of freaked my dad out i guess um and then later um i guess they moved I'm not saying they moved because of that. That's, that would be dramatic. I don't think there was ever anything like that. Um, I mean, but, like, my brother would, like, want to play with, like... You'll move after always, this one, Maddie. Yeah, I guess my brother's a toddler at this point. It would be, like, I wanted to play in the closet all the time. And my mom finally was like, why do you play in the closet? And he's like, I'm playing with, the, like, the old man and the kid or whatever. I don't know, something like that. The, the adult, the man and the kid. You know, like, I don't know. He's, like, playing with these people in the closet. And, like, my mom, like, I don't know. This is where I don't know. The story gets a little, sh- like, sketchy now in terms of the report. Because my aunt tells it one way and my dad tells it a different way. I think my aunt <laughs> embellishes it a bit. Because uh, she'd be like, I wouldn't even go over there anymore. I would I would refuse to babysit him there. Uh, I would take him to my house. Like, because she was, like, dead serious about it. But I don't know. She likes to, she liked to freak me out as a kid. So that's probably why she would tell it like that. But, uh, I mean, apparently he was, like, oh, the man and the boy want me to go with them somewhere. And then, like, I'd apparently the peop- the previous owner of the house was, like, um, like just parents and, like, a son. And then the parent, like, the dad and the son died in some accident. And then the mom killed herself. I don't know. Uh, either way. Shit and getting out. We don't, we don't live in that house anymore. They had, like, <laughs> That's good. That's my good. grandpa, who was, like, pastor, do a blessing on the house or something. And then apparently everything, nothing weird happened after that. Again, why didn't the mom want to play? Why was it just the dad and the kid? I don't. I think I don't know. I guess the mom died separate, dude. I don't know. I don't make the ghost rules. And a Catholic thing: if you kill yourself, you go to hell. So. Oh well, we aren't Catholic, so that's okay. Uh, Maybe they were. I don't know. (laughs) So the ghosts, the ghosts don't abide by those rules. That canon. Catholic Catholicism isn't canon in this ghost story, so we're fine. Catholicism is like is like Christianity 1.0. Give me that 2.0 shit. You know what I'm saying? Presbyterianism, let's go. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what about you, Jake? No, I have been fortunate. I have been free of spooky stories. So. I mean, there are spooky things, other spooky things that, like, can happen, maybe, that you can't explain, but, like, aren't, like, stories, I guess. Like, I mean, I can't explain this, but I'm sure there is an explanation. Like, this isn't me saying this is a ghost story, because it's not. Uh, but, like... But, like, something that scared the shit out of me when it happened that I still don't know what the fuck it was is, like, uh, me and my two cousins watching Insidious Chapter 3 in my basement. And out of nowhere, towards the end of this movie, like, it was so weird. It just seemed like everything in my basement, uh, everything behind the TV got darker, like, out of nowhere. Like, it just looked like it just, like, got dimmed back there. And it's not like, oh, the lights started flickering. It's just, like, it's just, like, a shadow. Like, it was a shadowy out of nowhere. 
And literally all three of us didn't even say anything. We just ran upstairs and we don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's an explanation, but things like that where you don't really have time to think it's, I don't know, it's scary. And then you also like one time, this isn't a story. It's just to show you, like we do this shit all the time. We'd like have our Ouija board out and we'd be oh. doing that in my living room. And then oh, my dad, no. Oh, my no, dad, no. no, this is, this one's fake. Cause my dad orchestrated this. Oh. My dad <laughs> went upstairs to my sister's room with a giant fucking stick or a branch or something and like leaned out her window and like would tap the the window of the living room <laughs> where we were doing it. I don't know. I don't know. He was really elaborate because I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, That's pretty good. It, I don't know. I mean, we like to scare. Or it, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, you're good. I mean, I was just, that's stupid shit like that. I mean, my dad made me watch, not made me, but I had like watch Nightmare when, Nate, no, what is it? Night of the Living Dead with me when I was like 10. Cause like that's how old he was when he watched it. And it just like shook the fuck out of me. And like I think that he, he liked to have that, that relatable experience of when he was like, you know, Night of the Living Dead when he saw it. And it just shook the fuck out of him when he was like 10 or something. I was scarred at 10. So you need to be scarred at 10. Let's go. <laughs> Do you have that's a, literally what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, I saw nothing like it. It just blew my mind. Just was in my parents' bed for a week or whatever. I mean, I don't know if I was like that, but, I mean, it definitely shook me. I mean, I remember seeing, like, season one of Walking Dead. That was, like, 2010, so I'd been, like, 10 or something like that, 10 or 11. And, like, just, I remember, like, that was probably the first time I had seen something so graphic in terms of just, like, the tearing flesh, like, from the arms and shit. It was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, really, (laughs) it it shook me at a younger age, I guess. Do you have a story, Madison? Do you? I have a lame one. I feel like I've told it before, but my roommate had like this plant. I think it was like Lucky Bamboo, right? This is a terrifying story already. Um, I don't know. I I stand by this that it wasn't me. It couldn't have possibly been what I did. And he put it on top of the fridge, right? And he was gone. He was in St. Louis doing something. And so he put it on top of the fridge, right? And my fridge, the door part, right? It's not flush with the top of the fridge. So it's like a barrier, right? So it's not like anything could like scoot onto the fridge door. It's not possible because it's higher up than the fridge. You know what I mean? Does that make sense at all? Like, yeah, it's not. It's like a barrier. And when I opened the fridge, it just fell. (laughs) Like when I opened the fridge, it just fell onto the thing. I'm like, it's not possible because like it would be. How? How could it have, like, gone... How could it have moved that much for me opening the fridge? You know what I mean? Because it wasn't on the fridge door. It was on the fridge. And I don't know. I I just stand by that that was a ghost. A spooky ghost. (laughs) I stand by that one. I I love that. Like, there there is a ghost in this story that existing in this place. And the ghostly thing he decides to do is move your shit in the fridge. If you saw the fucking fridge, you'd see how impossible it was. Like I, it makes sense. Like oh, I closed it really hard. Maybe it fell, but it fell directly forward. It didn't fall off the side. So I, I don't know. Whatever. Fucking ghosts. Fucking ghosts. Yeah. Uh, my mom's preschool used to be like a home for like women, like Catholic girls who got pregnant at a young age or something, and like nuns would like live with them and teach them how to be like holy and shit. Uh, oh. And like the top two floors oh. of the of that preschool are like terrifying like just not kept up at all especially the attic gone up there like sometimes i have to help my mom move shit uh at her preschool and like 
don't know. I mean, my brother uh, says he went up there and like heard nuns singing one time and ran out. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's stuff like that that like I don't know. I love I love hearing spooky shit like that. I fucking bought scary stories to tell in the dark. That book, like the like the kids compilation book, like with those really fucked up illustrations. Like yeah. they made that movie out of or whatever. Like Epic I bought that. I bought mouth. that. Like yeah, I bought that like a year ago because I'm like, yeah. these are these are just dope just to look at and have. I mean, so I mean, I don't know. I, that's why I think I just love horror in general. I like being scared. I think it's like a fun feeling, for the most part. Uh, you know, there are two different types of horror. Obviously, you had the more a twenty four type horror, like you know, slow, slower, more artsy. Maybe I mean that makes it sound conceited, but you know. Not like jump scare conjuring shit, which What's is you know has a What's place. Bone chilling, uh, slow burn. Yeah, Brian said <laughs> a pretty good free. meme about about those type of horror films. But yeah, uh, I mean yeah, and then you have like fun slasher ones like that can be creative, like Nightmare on Elm Street or just dumb, dumb fun like Friday the Thirteenth movies and Halloween somewhere in the middle. But like it's I don't know, all of it just kind of speaks to me. Like it's just fun. Horror is the only genre where I feel like. I could enjoy the movie even if it's bad for the most part. Maybe with some comedies, like, I'm like, this is really stupid but like and dumb, but I'm enjoying it. But, like, for the most part, it's mainly just horror. Like, I would never, like, watch a, a, a bad drama movie is just going to bore be just bored the shit out of you, you know? But, like, a bad horror film that's, like, I can still enjoy this. It's holding my attention. Uh, and I guess that's why I watch so many of those. Yeah, I I had a ghost experience and it wasn't slow burn, so you know I kind of appreciated that on some level. I was like, we're just getting it done with. What was it? Oh, so to make it kind of short, uh, for my birthday, um, I went to this antique store, and I'm I'm not gonna say it. Cause That's mistake number one. Don't do that. Yeah. I'm a sucker for him. I'm not gonna say what it was. Uh, I don't want to dox myself. But, um, there's only one location in America. Actually, anywhere. It's like a mom-and-pop shop. So I go there for my birthday, chilling, you know, looking around, and then towards the end I start feeling kind of sick. So I'm like, okay, uh, let's, you know, let's wind it down. We go to Chili's, we eat, whatever, go back home. And then over the course of, like, I don't know, maybe a week, um, I start getting more and more paranoid. And now the thing is, is, I was taking a new medicine at that point, and it could, you know, potentially make you paranoid or, or, or see or hear things, except the problem was that it's out of your system completely after six hours. Mm. You know, and anytime I would experience anything, it was definitely way after six hours. Um, so I'm doing my work at home, and I remember being just, just, it was so weird. It was like the, the air was really heavy, and I hated being alone, and I didn't feel safe, which was the weirdest thing because I'd never felt that way before. Um, and I, I remember turning on uh, just like neographic shows, just watching shit about planets, and mm -hmm. then just crying, like just busting out crying, because it felt like it, it felt like 
it sounds crazy. It sounds really crazy, but um, it, it sounded. It felt like someone was mocking me. Like I felt unsafe in my own home, and then um, that that just continued. And then one night, um, my mom was gone, uh, and the only person there was me and my dad, and he was asleep. It was like two in the morning because I stayed up late, and then I was getting kind of paranoid, and so, whatever. And he whistles when he gets up from, you know, he wakes up, he whistles, and he would go take a shower. My door is closed. And I'm talking to my friends, they're, they're just, you know, talking to me, I'm chilling. A little paranoid, a little upset, whatever, and then I hear the whistling. Like, clear as day, I hear his whistling. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Guys, I can get up. I can get up. I can turn the lights on out in the hallway. I'm good. I'm clear. I open the door fucking pitch dark. Black. Hallways, black. He's asleep. And I go, man, um, I ain't about Don't this. like that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Jesus, it is. I actually started praying. Uh, catch, me, catch me out here praying because I, I was genuinely scared. And then I talked about it with my doctor, and he looked at me like, that shouldn't be happening, actually. No. He's like, no, that you shouldn't be experiencing that. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then you know what? Never had the problem again. Huh? There went you away. go. Went away. Right. I'm like, cool, okay. All is right. it because of the antique store? Or is it because you went to Chili's? Who oh, knows? No. So the antique store, actually. There's a YouTuber that likes to go there. Oh, and no. And not saying names because I don't want to get docs, but she would go... She would drive like three hours just to go there. And then she said that she had creepy experiences after she bought a doll. Long story short, that doll ended up going to a haunted museum in Canada. Don't buy a doll at an antique store. And let me just say, I was looking at the dolls, okay? I was looking. I touched them. I touched the fucking doll and I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Don't go to antique shops and don't touch the things in there. Especially if they're tiny. And, and baby shaped. Don't do it. I mean, you know, I don't know if it was a ghost, but it scared the shit out of me. I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> we ready for recommendations? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I'll start. Mark. Okay. Oh, you go. Well, my recommendation is, uh, you know, I said this, um, haven't done anything this week. I mean, my recommendation is, uh, Doro Hidoro. It's an anime on Netflix. Uh, pretty good. Liked it a lot. I watched it with Maddie. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend two albums. Um, Amine's new album, Limbo. Uh, it's fun. It's some fun pop rap. Um, if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, listen to the song Mama. See if you like that and then listen to the rest. Um, second album, uh, Tomorrow's One by Sun Lux. Um, it's some avant-garde orchestral pop stuff. Um He's got a very weird falsetto kind of cracky voice, but I fuck with it. Um, if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, just want to listen to one song, listen to Honesty. Uh, that's my recommendation. All right. Zach? Um, man, I guess I'll recommend this. Uh, just listen to Ziggy Stardust and, like, The Spiders from Mars or whatever that was. that what the album's called? That David Bowie album? Listen to that for the first time. Pretty Incredible. cool. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'd recommend that. I'm gonna start listening to more David Bowie. Uh, I guess that's the next the next artist discography I'm gonna try and 
try and go through as best as I can. Um, so yeah, that was a good one to start with. It's pretty dope. Um, you know, it's very eccentric and like theatrical almost. Uh, and I, I love that, that, you know, it's that overindulgence that I can appreciate total, total commitment to a, to a style and role, I guess with that, that music. Uh, so yeah, I guess that'd be my, my recommendation. Maddie. Um, you can play in some games. Avoid antique shops. Okay. No, no, no nothing. <laughs> watch Naruto. N- nothing. Okay. No. <laughs> I got nothing for you. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Uh, be safe. Avoid antique shops. Avoid, avoid scary things. Uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, have a good one, everyone. <laughs>